Hey y'all, welcome to Sex Ed For You, the podcast where research meets reality. I am Lauren, a certified holistic sexuality educator. And I'm Holland, and I have a Bachelor of Science in Public Health. Sex Ed For You's podcast is for people who want to date and have great sex that is fun and safe and enjoyable. We like to empower our listeners to make informed decisions that lead to values-based living. Hey! Hi! Oh, I just swallowed my ginger too, but oh. I didn't. I got it back again. Oh! That was a journey. <laughs> <laughs> the ginger too had a journey too. Well, you said that's a little dirty. Not that it had a journey. And I was like, well, I guess so. I guess it is dirty. So I also like deep throated my ginger too. <laughs> and then undeep throated uh-huh. it. And then was like, nope. No, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> We've all been there. Gag reflex. It's natural. It does it to us. Oh, hi. Hey. I'm very excited. You said we're talking about something that I don't know about yet. We are. Um, we are talking today. Hold on. I realized I forgot to set our timer. So I'm going to do that really quickly. And I'm going to turn my phone off. Oh, Samsies. That's a good idea. Because I got all these hinge notifications. Ooh, going, going off. Okay. Hey. Hi. <laughs> we are going to talk about... Um, a multitude of things, but the like broad topic of sexualities and then honing in on bisexuality, the nuance of it and how, I don't know. I just had such a good conversation with our new intern, Stacy this morning about it. Shout out. Welcome. it made me want to talk about it with you. I think that's a great idea because I haven't even told you that it kind of came up with some friends of mine the other day too. Yay. Yeah. That's so exciting. Mm, okay. Yeah. So here's, I'm just going to spiel about it for spiel. a minute. We love it when um, Holland spiels. Go for it. Might be a long spiel. <laughs> We're here. So we all know Holland grew up in purity culture. Mm-hmm. And because of said purity culture, I was totally fine with repressing the gayish the like lesbian part of my bisexuality because I was like oh it's fine I can just like like men forever and like Mm -hmm. I'll get married and Mm -hmm. all will be well and no one ever needs to know this about me like it's fine um and I was just so okay with that and I think that happens to a lot of bisexual people um because coming out poses such a big risk when you're like well I can just keep this to myself and in my really really tight circles no one will ever know. No one will ever see me differently. And then I don't have to deal with it. But then you come into the identity crisis of like, but this is such a big part of who I am. And Stacy and I specifically this morning were talking about like when you're in a hetero relationship or you present hetero, then it's like, but this is such a big part of who I am. I don't want to lose that that aspect of myself because of this circumstance that I'm in. And it can be really frustrating to feel like a truly integrated member of the queer community when you're in a hetero-presenting relationship or when you're not currently, you know, interested in the same sex. And we talked about this on the drive home about how bisexuality can mean so many things. And like, I think it's Kinsey Mm -hmm. found, Mm -hmm. sexuality is such a broad spectrum. And so bisexuality, I think in the nature of the name, it almost feels like, oh, well, you're 50% into women and 50% into men. But in actuality, it presents so differently in so many different people. And it can 
be really beautiful to see that and see that like I'm interested in this aspect of women, this aspect of men. I love to be in relationship with women, but I love to have sex with a penis. Like it's very interesting to see those different variances between one bisexual person to another. But it can also, again, like catch 22 of being like, oh, well, I'm not bisexual enough. I'm not queer enough or I'm not straight enough. And so there's just... Yeah, a multitude of things about being bisexual <laughs> that come up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, first of all, I loved that you brought up Kinsey's, yeah, scale is what it's been affectionately named for a long, long, long time. And that is just that throughout one's lifetime, they slide along this scale that on one side is heterosexual and the other mm-hmm. side is homosexual. Yeah. Meaning... Right, we have a same sex attraction versus a opposite sex attraction. Mm-hmm. And most human beings slide all around that slide, yeah. scale in their lifetime if they're willing to be truly honest with themselves. Yeah. I think that's the key component too, is because you I truly think that most people Wait, are a little gay. I well, but if we just step back and think of it, you and I got to go to the Metropolitan Museum of mm-hmm. Art. We got to see so many bodies. Mm-hmm. And I think that we all have so much internalized homophobia in this culture, especially, yeah. that I, we just can't get over ourselves yeah. enough to be like, no, of course I'm a little bit gay. Yeah, like, like that's attractive. This is beautiful. Yeah. Why? Why, why, why do we do that? I, I don't yeah. understand. And it. in the same way, if I was saying that, like, bisexuality, you don't necessarily have to be romantically attracted no. to one of the sexes that you're attracted to. No. You can just be like, wow, that is an objectively very beautiful body. And that's yes. gorgeous. Yes. Maybe you're only 0.5% a little bit gay. But I think the internalized homophobia that we have, deeply, deeply rooted, is like, fearful i almost see fear come up in people so often especially no i was gonna pick a gender and say one but no Mm -mm. i've seen it in men and women when i have this conversation with them not this conversation but talk about anything related to homophobe like not homophobe (laughs) homosexual activity like there's almost always this fear factor of like oh no 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 like i couldn't and it's like their eyes get wide Mm -hmm. and to me i'm like just like yeah. Take the pressure off of it and just accept and see and love that that is beautiful, that you can find the same sex gorgeous. You don't have to necessarily want to be in romantic partnership with them. Right. Do you think also our cultures here in the United States also have an obsession with labels? Oh, absolutely. Because I see in clients, in folks who message us, stuff like that, a hesitancy to step into exploring their sexual orientations Mm. also because of everyone's obsession with labels, right? Like we we have this term by curiosity, right? That that one could be by curious. Yeah. And I it almost makes me giggle that we even have to have that that we have that term, hundred percent. It's like my God, can (laughs) yes, you are enjoying what are you enjoying right now? Right? My kid and I will make these jokes like hopefully someday no one has to come out to their parents. Yeah. It is purely a conversation of, oh wow, like who is fascinating right you right now? Who's turning you on these days? What is? I I, we just we uh, you and I always say labels are helpful until they're not. Mm-hmm. If it really helps a person go, oh wow, I see myself yeah. in that label, yay. Yeah. But I want our listeners to understand that 
the research says that we all move across the scale. Yeah. So give yourself permission yeah. to move across the scale. The way it came up in my little conversation that I want to get back to some of yours was I there's this app, Marco Polo, where you can send video messages. And I have one with two friends of mine. And one of them is like out and by and has been for forever. One of them is a straight woman and there's me. And I was telling them about our birthday weekend for you and how we were in this incredible dancing space and how it just felt so safe Mm -hmm. for us to be in this space. And I said, you know, I would think that actually Trey and I might have been one of six, eight people, straight people there. Maybe. Yeah. And then I was saying to these friends, and can I even call myself that though? Because I was like, mm-hmm. that just doesn't feel like even that label yeah. feels so like uh, constrictive. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like me. I have mm-hmm. a strong appreciation of the female body. Mm-hmm. Always have. Yeah. Like I worked with vulvas and vaginas for a decade before I got into the sexual health work. And when we look at the erotic mind, my mind is turned on so much by breasts and Mm. these other things. To say that I am purely straight doesn't feel... Feels confining. Yes. Do I choose to direct my romantic and sexual attraction to a person with a penis right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. But even like that label seems so confiding. Yeah. But yes, I definitely present like that. I present femme, present straight. Mm-hmm. And we were in a space where that was the minority, which yeah. is super cool. Super But simple. I don't even think you always present femme straight. This is a very gay outfit. Thank you. And I love it. Audience, you can't see the rest of my outfit. But it's I all black. black and there's like these little loafers. Black there's some texture jeans. change. Thank it's you. just, it's giving femme. Yeah, I... <laughs> I think I love the term queer. I love the term, ex- mm-hmm. uh, you know, expansive. I, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of terms. But let's let's go back to the bisexuality thing because I think you're exactly right. I think that I, there's so much confusion. And yeah. we have, sadly, inside of communities become just as exclusive. Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to explain that to Trey the other day about bisexually speci- bisexuality specifically can be really excluded from the queer community mm-hmm. um, because there are people that end up in hetero relationships yeah. and it feels exclusionary to then be like, I'm still queer and some people will not accept that. Right. Um, and it can be seen as, yeah, it can be trivialized mm-hmm. almost into mm-hmm. like, you chose this, like you don't have to right. be queer. Like I think a lot of people who are, lesbian or gay Mm -hmm. see bisexuality as a as an easy way to have a foot in both doors Mm -hmm. um whereas they are so oftentimes committed to only being in same-sex relationships i mean there's a term called gold star lesbian where you've only ever been with women like you've never makes me actually want to punch something yeah because it's performance based it is i do not like that and it's so demoralizing yep. to then be like, oh, well, I'm not like a gold starlet. Like, I'm not good enough. And so, yeah, it's interesting. And especially, not even, I've said especially bisexuality so many times. But that's just because I have the experience of bisexuality. Mm-hmm. So hear me when I say that mm-hmm. I don't have the other experiences. Mm-hmm. But I feel like bisexuality is oftentimes come into in the later years of life mm-hmm. because it's suppressible and like Mm kind of what I had said earlier Mm -hmm. that you can just 
I've seen so many other people do it too, where it's like, well, I don't necessarily have to come out if I just keep dating, you know, the opposite sex. So then coming to terms with it is really difficult and often in a hetero relationship and you've set yourself up to constantly be in these hetero relationships. So exploring homosexuality is terrifying. For me, it's so scary because I'm like, I don't have experience, Mm -hmm. a lot of experience Mm -hmm. with women. Mm -hmm. And that can be seen as like, oh, like you're a baby lesbian. Mm -hmm. Like you're a baby, you're not gonna. Mm -hmm. And some people don't want to date women that haven't dated women, especially at like 23, 24, 25. They're like, oh, well you haven't, you don't have any experience with women. Like that's a turn off, essentially. This is making the educator in me like so furious. This is what I'm (laughs) boiling over right here is that it is such a ill-informed opinion, this whole thing, Mm -hmm. right? Because I truly believe that we learn the things we're supposed to learn when we're supposed to learn them. And that we come into experiences when our bodies are able to, Mm. when they feel safe enough to, when they feel secure enough to, right? So in a culture that applauds heteronormativity, right? We're like, woohoo, no wonder it takes folks a while, right? To heal themselves, to work on their traumas, to create safety within maybe a het relationship. Yeah. To then say, ooh, I feel bold enough and straight enough. Like it is just, I'm sorry, audience, it is ignorant. And I would love our audience to be like (laughs) the new wave of, wow, let me celebrate you. Not, Mm -hmm. right? Well, like, yeah, yeah, took you long enough. Like another one. Of course you would. Yeah, yes, like almost like a pick me. It's not a pick me thing. At all. No. And yes, to what you said about, yes, you can become straight passing, but you and I have read research that shows that it is straight passing, but it's also, I think this felt safety thing because a reminder mm-hmm. to the audience, I was married to a man who's now gay for yeah. a decade. Yeah. He did not leave our marriage to go be with another man. I no. think a lot of people assume that's why it ended. It didn't. No. I ended it because he was abusive and out an alcoholic and all of these things. No, it took two plus years mm-hmm. for him to come to an understanding of, oh my God, mm-hmm. I think I am gay. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't show you the truth in this, I don't know anything that would. Who are we to shame someone for their sexual discovery later in life? Yeah. Like, I that is purity culture. That's shame. It is. It really is. I'm sorry. Like, it just, it's a horse of a different color. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. It is. We have found my, it makes me so angry. We work with these folks. So for those who might be new to this podcast and found it because it's all about bisexuality, I work with a lot of clients as a certified holistic sexuality educator who have been in hetero relationships for a Mm -hmm. long time and are, don't want to go to their deathbed without having explored pieces of their bisexuality and are looking to do it inside of a safe container Mm -hmm. and, or I work with folks swing the other way who are in same sex relationships, whether they're gay or lesbian, who are finding you know what I want more than this too yeah. and how in the world do I go the other way because yeah. talk about so I yeah. just amen to what you were saying earlier there is so much shame yeah within you can't do that yeah right you can't be a have called yourself a gay man yeah and then want to go have sex with a vagina mm-hmm. like or you can't call yourself a lesbian and all of a sudden be craving a penis mm. how dare you I say shame on us that is that is the church. It is. That is any system that wants to create a codependency on the system, and yeah. we should watch out. Yeah. It's it's so easy to get caught up in systems. Yeah. And, like, we don't realize it, but the queer community is a system. Mm-hmm. 
it is something that we are building. And I think that's what's beautiful, though, is that it is still being built. Like, we have time. We're still laying the foundation of what this is going to mean. Because if you think about it in terms of the grand timeline of the earth and humanity, queer people being accepted in society is a very, very small part of that. And granted, there are beautiful parts in like different mm-hmm, lines mm-hmm, where there's mm-hmm. like different cultures mm-hmm. that have celebrated it forever. Mm-hmm. But if we're speaking specifically into like Americanized, Westernized, mm-hmm. UK mm-hmm. type, mm-hmm. like the queer community that as we know it has really only been alive since the 60s. Mm-hmm. And even then it was still like fighting for its life in the 60s, 70s and 80s. And then now it's coming to a place where it's being how would you say that being allowed to rise up Mm -hmm. almost Mm -hmm. like we've fought Mm -hmm. for recognition yeah yeah recognized might be a word yeah you know and with that I think comes you know with okay so instead of being shadowed right in the secrecy in the shadows Mm -hmm. it's becoming more mainstream I guess could be some of the words so therefore I think it's finding its way onto more mainstream platforms so therefore we're getting like clickbaity stuff and therefore we're getting messaging that isn't working as well and like yeah I, I think culturally it's a fascinating like thing to observe it is like okay as it's not smaller and we can't define right things really carefully as it's becoming more big broad strokes yeah we're seeing okay yeah some things are falling apart and that's okay like Mm -hmm. it's okay i i think i always tell a client if they stumble upon again a term or an instagram account or something that feels helpful yay Mm -hmm. right and it's one piece. One it's piece, one yeah. piece. It's one opinion. It's we owe it to ourselves to continue to do the work, right? So if you find yourself, if you stumble into a community that feels nice, the belonging feels good, it is a system though. Keep in mind, look for exclusionary behaviors. Mm-hmm. It's, o- it's okay to keep a critical eye inside yeah. of spaces that feel safe for you. Do they yeah. feel safe for all? Yeah. These are good questions to keep mm-hmm. asking. And things that are helpful now could cease to be helpful in six months. Yeah. It's also okay to leave spaces. Mm-hmm. We grow. We get to do that. Mm-hmm. And we get to unfollow accounts. And we yeah. get to follow new ones. And we get to say my favorite line, I used to believe, then I learned, and now I think. Mm-hmm. If a label, right, if you enter into you know, expanding your sexuality and your sexual orientation, you enter into it being bicurious. Then you could move to bisexual. Then you could move to pansexual, yeah. right? Then you could move to, I don't know, way over to like sapiosexual, which is more like mind stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. it could be like, wait, actually, it's not just any body. I'm turned on by smartness, yeah, right? It's like not thought, necessarily, right? Yeah. Like it, way cool. Yeah. Like dive in and keep diving mm-hmm. until you find something that really feels beautiful for you. It doesn't doesn't need to make others. No. And you feel also don't have to find the way. A hundred percent. No, you don't owe it to anyone. You owe it to yourself. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Like, it's not, no. it's not, hey, welcome to the queer community. Pick a label, put it on your chest and tell everybody who you are. Like It's why, and I applaud it. It's why the flag keeps changing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes, we get to. Like yeah. a flag, <laughs> when people freak out, I'm like, 
Uh, that is one of the most colors. beautiful signs. Yeah. We get to expand. And that's, yeah, like we were saying, this is, it is its own system. Our flag changing is such yeah. a beautiful yes. way of like exemplifying it though, that we're still building. Yeah. We're still learning. Yeah. And I think an important part of acknowledging that queerness is a system in and of itself is also to acknowledge that systems aren't just like this thing in the sky. Mm. Systems are the people. Mm -hmm. You are the system. I am the system. And so we build a better system by being better people. We learn, we expand, we allow, we encourage, we grow. It is not just, oh, well, the system's fucked. You're part of it. Change it. If you want it to be changed, change yourself. Work on yourself. Build a place that is safe and the place that you want to be. Build the system that you want to be a part of. Amen. And the only thing I would add is that systems built by humans are inherently flawed because humans are too. Oh, yeah. And so surround yourself with humans who are willing to say, oops. Mm-hmm. My bad. Mm -hmm. We use this term ouch in the sexuality field all the time, right? That we should be in spaces and containers that are full of everyone feeling empowered to say ouch mm. and then repair it. Yeah. Because if we continue in this world to refuse to consensually communicate, after our feelings have been hurt, the systems won't change. Mm -hmm. I am so I know that we all get wounded and it is so hard to say, ouch, you hurt me. But what an opportunity. Mm -hmm. What an opportunity to repair and to then become stronger and then to be to write in different policies that protect that from happening again. Mm -hmm. It is the biggest gift we can give these inherently human systems is for us to be brave enough to go, ouch, that yeah. hurt. Can we do that differently? Yeah. And then for those in leadership to say, oh my goodness, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I. When systems lose that little nuance right there, mm -hmm. I think it becomes really dangerous too. Yeah. We are all imperfect people. Mm -hmm. And I think true egalitarian pleasure true healing of all is that messy gray area mm -hmm. sometimes too of true brokenheartedness over causing pain and then seeking to communicate until mm -hmm. healing has been done yeah and until new frameworks are in place yeah of course there are going to be you know differences of thought and opinion and so yeah. right some spaces aren't going to be safe for all but people that requires humility it just does. Of like, you need to be willing to admit that you did the hurting. And you also need to be willing to speak up when you are hurt. It's like a two-way street. It's not just ouch, but it's also I'm sorry. Yeah, 100%. And truly meaning it, not just saying it to placate. Because mm -mm. those are two very different things. Yep. <laughs> but that's a whole different topic. It, so. is, it truly is. In Do I have it here? I thought I might have this thing. Maybe not. There, There's this term, CPR that we use in my field. Oh, I do have it. Calm yourself, practice humility, and then repair. Mm. So when you've 
heard how you have harmed someone, Mm -hmm. whether this is by telling someone who is sharing their bisexuality with you for the first time. If you say back to them, what do you mean? Right. Mm -hmm. You, You can't do that. You're just trying to be cool right now. Like you've had this male boyfriend for forever. Like get over yourself. Right. You're such a pick me girl. Like, ugh. okay. But if somebody says back to you, ouch, that hurt. Please Mm -hmm. don't do that to me. The response for the person who has done the harm is Mm -hmm. this CPR. Calm yourself, practice humility and repair. It's so beautiful that it says like, don't respond back with you're just being sensitive. I didn't mean it like that. You shouldn't be offended. I was just kidding. It's oh, the just kidding. I get that one all the time. Uh-uh. I used to do that. I will not lie. I've done that. Like yeah. say, just kidding. Like ah, nope, uh-uh. that doesn't erase the harm. Even uh-uh. if you were kidding, don't care. <laughs> yep. Taking responsibility, this practicing humility and taking responsibility mm-hmm. and focusing and love this piece on the impact of your words or actions, not your intent. Mm. I think, gosh, right? Like intention isn't what we're questioning usually in these instances. It's that words hurt. Yeah. Or, hey, I bet you didn't understand how you were perceived. Mm. That hurt me. And yeah, we we can do a lot to make spaces, whether they are friendships or hangout spaces or churches or whatever, safer for folks who are exploring their bisexuality a lot safer if we practice the CPR method. CPR. CPR. We love her. We'll put the link down in the notes. We will. Yeah. I I have so many other things I could say about this. Yeah. Do you want to talk any about personal experiences or? Ooh. Yeah. Things you've heard or that have been hurtful or Just helpful? Lived experience. Yeah. Um. There have been so many of those, many things mm-hmm. of hurtful and helpful things. Um, I, I think I had an interesting experience with my coming out because I think, I think straight people generally don't understand that coming out is not just like a one and done. Like it's a perpetual always mm-hmm. thing, especially if it wasn't if it's like a later in life, it's like you see somebody from old times and you're like, oh, now I have to tell them too. Like it's not just the new people. It's the hardest part is like, yeah, it's just so many people all the time of like a constant, hey, update. Like if you didn't know this about me, it's like trying to find a way to integrate it into a conversation is really hard. (laughs) Why? Let me ask. There's something in my body that's like, why do you need to tell anybody? Why do you feel like you need to tell people? Like, why is it their business? Maybe I'm being devil's advocate. I tell people, I guess that's true. It does. Not everybody has to tell somebody. Maybe I, it's my mama bear reaction. I'm like, no one deserves to know her to know. sexual orientation. I, <laughs> like, I'll punch them. For Watch me, you. I like it. Like, I, for me, it's empowering. Okay. Um, Especially to tell people almost from my old life yeah, yeah. to be like, this is who I am now. And almost of like a, because I've done so much changing, like audience knows this probably from listening. Like I have made probably a complete 180 in not terms of personality. I'm still the same human, but like beliefs Mm -hmm. and desires and yeah, just the life that I've built for myself is very different than the life that I left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very interesting for me to then see people from that old life because I almost reintroduce myself 
literally what I was about to say. It feels uh-huh. like a like a you knew version 1.3. Mm-hmm. Here is version 3.7. I would like to introduce yeah. myself. It's like it com- feels different for me. Um, so for old people, that's why I tell them because I'm like, this is new me. If you don't like her, that's great. You don't need to be in this life. Um, but for new pe- like new people that I'm getting to know, it's just like fun. Mm-hmm. I think that no matter what we try, labels are always going to influence how we perceive people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like to like almost like get it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Holland, and then I don't say like I'm bisexual. <laughs> It's not like sentence one, two, three. It's more like, I don't know. I try to integrate it into conversation. <laughs> so sorry, everybody. I have a cold. Oh, I think we're done. It's okay if you're not. You don't handshake and you're like, hey, no, I don't I'm like, Holland. Hi, I'm nice Holland. Nice to meet you. I'm bisexual. I'm bisexual. That's not how I introduce myself most of the time. Because if I've you done do, I'm going to start saying, hey, I'm Lauren. I'm heterosexual with a twist. With a twist. <laughs> just like, like a dirty martini. Uh-huh. <laughs> Straight up. Um, I just, I like people to know it about me. I'll just leave it at that. Mm. Simple as can be, I like people to know that I'm bisexual. It feels like a very big part of me, especially in this stage where I'm really starting yeah. to like yeah. embrace it. And so mm. for me, I want people to know. It just got me thinking, and I thought, what another fun thing that we could kind of begin with this audience of, what if we always invite people to reintroduce themselves to us? Oh, my God. You know, what if we see, like, a friend who we haven't seen in a while, and instead of just launching in, we start with, hey, like, before we start, like, reintroduce yourself to me. What What would you meeting me now for the first time? Yeah. How would you introduce yourself to me? Because... This is something I've been pondering a lot is that I still live in the same place where I grew up and I am struggling with not putting, not projecting onto the other folks who live in this community who have known me for forever, this assumption Mm. that they still think I'm the same person. Oh, yeah. And so... I've just been fighting that. Like, you know what? I have grown. Yes, I am. Who knows what version of myself? Seven, eight point six and maybe they are too like i've just decided now that i don't know i'm done i've decided wow i was robbing them of agency and that instead i will just yeah reintroduce myself or ask them to do the same if we end up in a conversation yeah because then it also gives you the opportunity to say okay i want you in this version's chapter or not i like that it just could be really cool if that's we all good, started doing that. Yeah. I think that's a really good perspective shift for you, too. I'm, like, really uh-huh. proud of you for Thanks. doing that. I just I, – I very much don't believe in victim mindsets, but I think I was really kind of getting stuck in it here mm. and have just recently made this decision that, no, 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 no. Like, that's, that's kind of yucky mm-hmm. of my heart to think that it's just me who grows. What? No. Everybody grows. Maybe not in the same directions, right? Maybe they felt the sun a different way and they started growing towards that sun ray. But yeah, everybody's at least owed that. And then we can mutually decide if we still want to gather in the same space. But I think the reintroduction is such a great way to like make that decision. Yeah. Like here is new me and new you. Do they match? Uh 
that I know there's like not always t- space and time for some of those types of things. But no. I do think that sometimes like, like upon coincidence. Yeah, we run into someone at a yeah. place and especially yeah. here. Especially here. We'd be running into people left and right. All over. We love you, small town. We if you're love listening you to this sometimes. and you live here. <laughs> <laughs> it can be really beautiful. It really can. It's I just I don't know. I know that in my human design, I'm supposed to learn things and then share them. So this is that my lesson good. that I'm I learning. I like it. I know other people live in small towns too. Yeah. Where they've reinvented themselves Absolutely. and then feel a little trapped. So yeah. that's my little nuance yeah. right now that I definitely think if, you know, Kinsey scale, which really is true, if we're all moving on the scale from heterosexual to homosexual in our lives, we should always get to be reintroducing. Yeah. Maybe it's not quite as bold as Holland's, but like we should get to. Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> There's another video too that we watched in sex school that I'll try to find so you can put it in the comments. But it's people, it's like somebody drew out on the grounds like boxes basically. Ugh. And these men d- came back like basically over a period of a really long time, they jumped into these boxes of how heterosexual or homosexual yeah. they were. And oh, it's men. And it's really beautiful. So I'll try to try yeah. find the video. But it just, yeah, we're all fluid. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And like off that same video of what you were mentioning, like I used to say when I first discovered my bisexuality, I was within a hetero relationship and it was that felt safety uh-huh. and like that comfort of that relationship in which I found my desire for women. Um, and I used to say at that time, like, oh, I'm, you know, 30% attracted to women, 70% attracted to men. Like I would try to give it numbers. And then like, as I've, (laughs) you just shaking her head. She's just like, absolutely not. (laughs) That's good. Good discovery. (laughs) Makes sense though. I mean, mathematically, I guess it makes sense. I love me some good logic. Uh I love to logic my way out of my emotions because they scare me. Um, they used to not anymore. Anyway. Um, so she's over that yeah i've stopped (laughs) emotions are no longer scary to her she's embraced them i really embrace those suckers but at the time i was really struggling with that and i (laughs) have learned though like throughout the few years that i've known and accepted and embraced the bisexuality like it fluctuates it fluctuates hard there are some times where i really just want a man not even kidding like there are some times i just not even sex. Like, I want the presence mm. of a man. Like, it really fluctuates depending on circumstance and what I want at that time. And who knows what else it depends on. It just happens occasionally. And it's fun. It's it's like a fun spectrum of learning all the time. Can we talk to those in a head relationship who are waking up Mm. to their bisexuality and ways in which to consensually explore slash have conversations these types of things yeah that's a that's a interesting topic Uh it's hard (laughs) i won't lie to you it feels a little weird sometimes um Gosh, like we always say, lots of nuance. Um, For me, I was in a very loving partnership, and he was so open to it and so, Mm. like, 
celebratory of the fact that I had finally allowed myself because he was like girl I've known I've I've known and I was like really shocking I didn't so it was interesting knowing you more now it's just hilarious because we'll be someplace (laughs) Helen just strikes up conversation with some beautiful person in a female body yeah and (laughs) the person will leave and she'll be like (laughs) (laughs) I just start giggling. I just say something like, I, I I, think I was flirting with that person or something. I'm like, uh, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, and I've always been this way. Yeah. And like, I'm like, this is what this partner that yeah. she's referencing was mentioning. Yeah. Like, that aspect of me has always been that way. And it, it is so beautiful, y'all. Like, it is, it is not that in any way inappropriate. It is beautifully appropriate. Yeah. No, it's not gross. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, very consensual, but uh-huh. very funny. But because, very obviously yeah. flirting. Like at the rock climbing gym. Uh, that's what I was mentioning. <laughs> I just didn't want to, you know, tell your own no, story. Was, but that that is full blown. There was a, there was a girl that... on a date and we were there together and not we weren't there with that girl. Lauren and I were there. There was a girl on a date there. Looking like our lesbian selves doing well, a rock climbing yeah, date we looked together. Really gay. Uh-huh. Um, but then she also looks queer mm-hmm. and she I, like talked to us first. She I was just, on a date with a person in a male body. Yeah. And she was like, is he looking at my butt when I'm climbing? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and so we started looking, but he wasn't. Anyway, wasn't about that. The fact was I was obsessed with her and asked her to give me a tattoo tour, which is the most queer thing you can do. <laughs> and then she asked me if I had any. I said, yeah. And I took off my shirt. She was wearing a very covered sports bra. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like she just stripped off. No, I was wearing like a like an athletic top. Yeah. Underneath a long sleeve top. And yeah. so I took off the long sleeve top to show her my arm tattoo. Mm-hmm. And it was just really entertaining mm-hmm. to look back on that now. And just like cheered for her as she was climbing. And I mean, it was just fresh and like... Yeah, like we got to hear all about this person's date. And mm-hmm. Helen's just encouraging the whole thing. It was just beautiful. It was That's really great. beautiful. I love to flirt with women. Uh-huh. Anyway, so things like that have been happening for a long time. <laughs> so my partner knew. Um, so I didn't really have that nervous part of like, oh, I'm finding it out on my own and now I need to tell my partner. Mm-hmm. So okay. I can't really speak okay. to that because my partner was like, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. He's actually the one that brought it up. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I don't know. Do you have any advice for that conversation? I feel like just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the same theme of be honest. One of my things that I love to say is when it comes to exploring our sexuality, I think we bring our partners into the mix later than we should. Yeah. I think it's a really good thing to bring our partners in if we are in some type of committed, monogamous, long-term partnership Mm -hmm. agreement, right from the start. Yeah. Start having, you know, you start noticing the girl on the street. Tell your partner. Mm -hmm. You start fantasizing about this woman-on-woman sex. Yeah. Tell your partner. I think culture, everything that Holland and I just spent the first 30 minutes talking about makes us feel shameful for yeah. these things. But I want to consider the alternative, which is when you keep something inside for months and months and months, years and years and years, then spring it on your partner when you have this like well thought out mm-hmm. plan 
for leaving them to go be with a person who supports bisexuality, you're doing the same thing that little Lauren was doing in her community, yeah. which is assuming someone's response. Yeah. Instead of way from the beginning being like, I'm having these thoughts. Yeah. They're really turning me on. Right. That's it. That's all. Because that's usually how these things are happening. Mm. And then seeing Right. Then yeah. judging these responses that are coming back yeah. to you appropriately. Mm-hmm. Sharing, ouch, that kind of hurt my feelings. I really want to yeah. lean into this more. Right. If you get called homo or fag back. Yeah. You should be yeah. doing some assessment. But perhaps your partner might say, mm-hmm, I know. Mm-hmm, I've suspected as much. What do we want to do about this? Do we yeah. want to pull up some porn and both like enjoy this together? Yeah. Do we want to. I don't know, invent some fantasy? Do we want to read some erotic literature together? Do we want to potentially start discussing a consensual way to involve another party? Mm -hmm. There are so many different things, but my number one tool for people listening to this now is don't wait. Yeah. Involve your partner now. Yeah. And instead of going way down the road and having them feel like you hit a secret from them. Yeah. Because that might be the thing that ultimately hurts more. Yeah. The secret hiding. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I... I know we have a tendency to want to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And if your partner's not a safe person. Then, yeah, maybe reconsider a lot of things. That, right? If that. we're afraid to tell our partners yeah. things, we might need to be having more difficult yeah. conversations, which is always what Holland and I are going to say, yeah. which is always going to be not the most fun answer. Yeah. But I think we can, we might need to move ourselves to mm-hmm. a different space. Mm-hmm. Um but please don't do that until you've tried it out. Yeah. I always tell clients and like, give yourself permission. that are in marriages, of course you get divorced. You always get divorced. And you could try some of these communication techniques yeah. on inside of your marriage if you yeah. want. See if that helps. Then yeah. get divorced. You can try things yeah. and then do the dramatic yeah. option. <laughs> I just think we come with us mm-hmm. to every different partnership, every mm-hmm. different situationship. We owe it to ourselves to start really practicing the uncomfortable tool of being uncomfortable. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Especially with sexuality. Especially. <laughs> but yeah, but also just know that, and Holland, you alluded to this in the very beginning, but I want to make sure we sit on it. You are bisexual enough if you are inside of a heterosexual relationship and you love looking at porn, of same sex sex if you love looking at women if you love fantasizing about women and i'm talking to the femme presenting people with vulvas out there who are partnered to a person with a penis you're bisexual enough you do not need to prove to anyone or like do something dramatic Mm -hmm. you are same thing to the men in a relationship with a woman with all the genitalia assigned at birth, if you love gay porn, if you love erotic stories about men, if you love watching men and you love men, except you've chosen to partner yourself to a person with a vulva and a vagina, you're bisexual enough. It is okay. There, This like, yeah, yeah. pitting everybody against each other. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. here for it. There is no such, there's like not a barometer for your queerness. You're queer if you feel queer, period. Like there's nothing more to it. If you identify as queer, then you're queer, babe. Welcome to the community. Yes. <laughs> we are just as rambunctious and crazy as most people's families. Mm-hmm. That's who we are. And most people in your family are a little bit queer. Yeah. 
They are. It's like one in four people. Yeah, and research shows, here's a little bit of research meeting reality, that the more homophobic a person is, the more homosexual their leanings are. Yeah. And usually there is a system of repression in their lives, yeah. whether it is parental or religious. So just mm. consider. And you can choose to use a trauma-informed lens if you want. You don't have to. You can also boundary yourself mm-hmm. from people who are hateful. But... Most of the time, when there is intense homophobia, it is coming from suppression of same-sex leaning and desire. Yep. I've been there. I was that girl. You did not want to know me in high school. Trust me. Yeah. Anything else that we didn't cover? Just that I have re-downloaded Hinge and the beautiful women are there. (laughs) I was back on the apps. Wait, I thought they kicked you off. No, that was that was Bumble one. because I connected the sex ed for you Instagram, Oops. and um, they didn't like that. It was sad. I wish I could say it was something more entertaining than that, but it was really just that. No, I got on Hinge, and I haven't been on Hinge here yet. Apparently, Hinge is where all the really hot women hide. Mm. Cause goddamn. And then I opened it to men, and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> fish picture. <laughs> Literally, so many fish. To our male audience. Stop. 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 And I know you're out there because you tell us you're listening. Stop posting fish photos. And all group photos. Bro photos. We love seeing that you have friends. Yeah. Just make sure that that there is a solid photo of you so I know who you are in your group photo of friends. Yeah, of your face, preferably. I would like to see your face. (laughs) Not your back muscles or your ab muscles or your thigh muscles or your calf muscles or... God, why am I dating men right now again? <laughs> so weird. Guys, you're so wonderful. Talk about like, yeah, yeah there's no, I know. There's if you're so much a man on a failure. dating app, go find a woman, show her your dating yeah. profile and say, help. They will help you and it will probably benefit you mm-hmm. and your sex life. I, Trey literally did that. Mm-hmm. I should give like a master class and why mm-hmm. Trey's dating app profile was so effective. The first <laughs> photo was so good and direct eye contact. Ooh, he does like, have good eyes. He has great eyes. But I was also like, this guy, he'll he'll like selfie. If I send him a selfie, he'll send me a selfie back. I know he will. He won't just like eye roll. Yeah. The amount of selfies Trey and I send back to, <laughs> and forth to each other. So sexy. And I just, I knew for me I needed that. But then, yeah, yeah. there were photos with some friends, but after like three photos of himself, but also what he was looking for, what he wasn't looking for, Mm -hmm. what he enjoyed, what he didn't. And Mm -hmm. it was, it was pretty short and sweet, but my gosh, no more fish. No more fish. I don't care about your fish. I'm so sorry. That has nothing to do with whether I will want to sleep with you or not. The size of your fish. No. Wink, wink. <laughs> okay. We'll wrap up here. Yep. What a great subject. Thanks. Y'all, I'm sure we just scratched the surface. Oh, there's so much more. There's so, so, so much more. So if you want to learn more, if you are in a bi-curious place and you want to work one-on-one with a certified holistic sexuality educator, you can go to sexedforyou.com forward slash free consult and let Holland know why you'd be an ideal candidate for some individual sex ed. And then you and I can chat. We can have a free consult for about 15 minutes and talk about what's going on in your life and um, some tools and how I would work with you. 
if you're not in a place for that, but you still want to learn and expand, we do have Hemlock. It's our monthly membership program. And you can go to that same sexedforyou.com forward slash Hemlock to learn more. Um, and then there's always so much free content just on our Instagram, which is at sex underscore ed underscore for underscore you. And uh, if you have any questions, feedback, concerns, want to share some ouches, you can always DM us or message us on underneath, but you can always send Holland an email, admin at sexedforyou.com. We take feedback really seriously and welcome it because that's Mm -hmm. how we grow. And yeah, remember, speaking of, that these are just opinions. Mm -hmm. And yes, some research will always be sprinkled in. You can always ask us for our sources. And we love for you to make your own informed decisions. You have a right to self-determination. And yeah, go make your own opinions. It's really fun and sexy. Bye. Bye.